السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين Brothers and sisters, welcome back to another episode of Reverses by Tartil And inshallah ta'ala, we hope that this one is likewise going to be an extremely beneficial one بإذن الله تعالى Just to remind you of the layout and how we do things We're going to have a caller call in, hopefully inshallah ta'ala, at the start of the episode And inshallah ta'ala, they can speak with us with regards to their Quran journey and how they're going with that And if they need any support and advice from us, inshallah ta'ala, we'll be here to support. Anybody can call in, inshallah ta'ala. And the purpose of these episodes also is to give exposure to a lot of people who may not know about reverses. So let everybody know, inshallah ta'ala. If you find it beneficial, I'm sure others will as well. The second part of the episode is the part where we share some advices, reminders, inshallah ta'ala, on the path of the Quran. You know, words that every single student would love to hear and to be told. And inshallah ta'ala, maybe things that you haven't even heard before, you may come across in that reminder. And the final segment is equally as an important one as well. We have a hafiz calling or a hafiza, male or female hafiz, and they speak to us about the journey of the Quran. We hear from another student because it's beneficial to hear from a teacher and it's beneficial to hear also from somebody who's recently memorized the Quran. And they call in and they tell us about the different milestones they went through when they were memorizing the Quran, tips, things that we can learn from, from their own journey, inshallah, tabaraka wa ta'ala. And we're going to get started with our first caller. We have Sister Wasima. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. khairan. Where are you calling from, Sister Wasima? Um, from London. From London, mashallah. Okay. Uh, so you're memorizing the Quran at the moment? Yep, alhamdulillah. Okay, how's that going? Where have you reached? Um, so I'm near the end of Juz Amma, so I'm still on the first Juz. Um, okay, wonderful. And it's kind of like up and down a little bit. Um, okay. Uh, being a little bit older and working and things like that. So I'm just trying to like integrate it to be more consistent with it in my life. But Alhamdulillah, I have a teacher sure. who is helping me um, do that. Sure, sure. I mean, the majority of the people, the bulk of the people who get in touch with us are people who are in a similar position. They're no longer as young as they used to be and they have responsibilities, they're getting older. And so they really want to memorize the Quran at the same time, but they may find it a little bit harder than the younger person. So first and foremost, there's a lot of people that are in the same boat as yourself. And inshallah ta'ala, just because you're older and you have a bit more commitments and responsibilities, uh, doesn't mean that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will uh, make this path one that's difficult. It just requires a bit of direction, inshallah ta'ala, and guidance. And hopefully we are able to provide it. Is there any Anything specific that you will need support with or you need advice with regards to? So this is actually not about memorizing exactly, but for me personally, I find it difficult to um, complete the Quran, like just reading of the Quran outside Ramadan. So like I want to aim to complete the Quran every 30 days, but with like trying to keep up with hifs and also like I aim to try and like read Baqarah as well every day. So I seem I seem to just neglect like completion of the Quran or having like a daily portion outside of Baqarah or hips. And that's something I want to seek your advice on. Okay, why do you find it difficult? So you find it difficult outside Ramadan. Why is that the case? I think because I don't prioritize it. So the the other two parts seem to be something that I prioritize and therefore I neglect just having like a daily portion. Sure, the other two parts meaning hifz and... Uh, reading of Baqarah 
reading of Baqarah. Okay, so what else do you do in your day? If you could just give us maybe an outline of a normal day in the life of Wasima, so we can maybe <laughs> get to know you a bit more and we can help inshallah ta'ala with some advices. Okay, sure. So um, the morning before work would be just reading Baqarah. Yeah. Um, and then um, I'd be working until approximately like five. And then the afternoon, it would just be um, studying for some of my classes um, until about eight o'clock. And then um, that's when I'll come home and spend time with the family. And after that, after dinner, it's just basically like time to sleep. So that's usually how my day goes. So Baqarah in the morning before work. And your hifz will be some point in the evening. Am I right? It would, yeah. It could. It would usually. It could be in the morning as well, or um, yeah, or in the evening. But usually, um, in the evening, I'm t I'm more tired, so a lot of the time I do Naturally, most yeah. of the Quran in the morning. Okay. When you're commuting, if you don't mind me asking, how do you commute? <laughs> like to work. Um, so. One day a week, I would go to the office by the train, and yeah. that's only like a 10 minute journey. And then other days, I'll be working um, close by in like the library or something because I can work from home. Yeah. Um, and I would just walk there, which is uh, a really short walk, like less than five minutes. Okay. And why are you specifically reading Al Baqarah every morning? Is that because of protection? Mm hmm. Exactly, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Okay, my final question before I give you some advice is altogether on average, how many hours a day do you spend with the Quran? So that's for Baqarah, that's for Hifl, that's for everything. On average, I'm sure it's different from day to day, but... I think the average would be like less than an hour. Okay. Jameen. Okay, so the first thing we'd like to say is we need to start off with an hour inshallah ta'ala an hour a day we have to make for the quran this is extremely important over here we can't uh, make any type of uh, adjustments with regards to that timing we have to give at least an hour a day because inshallah ta'ala we're looking to even maybe go above that soon but if we don't make an hour then uh, the timing is where we're going to get it wrong if we the timing is very less and not enough, then we're not going to be able to incorporate all of these things. So the first thing, inshallah ta'ala, if you could do one hour a day. If you struggle with doing one hour in one go, then split it up. 30 minutes, 30 minutes, for example. That may be way easier, in fact. 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Maybe a part of the day you could do 30 minutes in the middle of work or something, and then 30 minutes in the morning as well. Now, what you would have to do is, in that one hour, you would have to make sure you slot in everything that you would like to attain from your Quran journey. So hifz number one, revision, number two. And in your case, Surah Al-Baqarah also separately every single day. Uh, I'm just going to give general advices, um, but that are specific to you. And then after that, you can sort of comment on which parts uh, you think uh, may require further elaboration from myself. And then inshallah ta'ala, we can see the final sort of look for you, bi'idhnillahi ta'ala. I would say Surah Al-Baqarah, if you practice it, then Surah Al-Baqarah, you will be able to read it a bit faster than maybe 
how long it's taking you now. Now, Surah Al-Baqarah, even if you read it very fast, it's going to take nearly an hour. So that's the whole time gone with Surah Al-Baqarah alone. We need to ensure, therefore, that we start off with hifth. Remember, if you're tired at the end of the day, it's more likely you can read Baqarah versus memorize a page, for example. Page requires a lot more retention, a lot more sharpness. Memorizing should be in the morning. So I want you to start off with the memorization of the Quran and prioritize that before everything even if it means Al-Baqarah at the start. When you are able to have more time in your day, then inshallah ta'ala, you can start off with Baqarah and then do Hifd second, if you wish. But Hifd is very important because if you're stagnant with Hifd for a while, what happens is, like I think they call it plateau, a person is not able to move forward and they, they kind of lose their way with Hifd. It takes a long time to get back into it, believe it or not. So if you start off with Hifd, even if it is that you time yourself and not go with so, for example, we time ourselves, we say, 15 minutes is my hifl. Whatever Allah blesses me in that time, maybe one ayah, maybe one page, maybe 10 ayahs, it doesn't matter. As soon as 15 minutes is over, I can then move on to revising another part of the Quran. I'd say likewise with the revision, make sure you start off with something that is manageable, like 15 minutes. After that, you have 30 minutes to do Surah Al-Baqarah. If you start off with Surah Al-Baqarah, you run out of time. Clear? If you don't finish Surah Al-Baqarah, then you have the end of the day to finish off Surah Al-Baqarah. But if you just do Surah Al-Baqarah in the morning, at the end of the day, you may not have the ability to do any memorization. So Hifad, for example, will do 15 minutes, and then Revision will do 15 minutes. 30 minutes, you then recite Surah Al-Baqarah as much as you can. Whatever you have left remaining, you could do on your commutes whilst you're walking. Remember, reading from the Mus'haf is easy. Memorizing requires its own time. Then you can finish that off at the end of the day, inshallah ta'ala. I think you should do it like that. That sounds good, inshallah. I, I do like that. Um, I think what you said about hifs being first in the day, uh, in terms of like retention and like being more focused, that rings so true because, um, yeah, later on in the day it gets more tiring. It's harder to memorize and like you have to keep repeating more and more. Um, yeah. And I remember, we, we advise from experience, everybody, we advise them that if you want to be productive, in the beginning, it's about setting the, your routine. If you get the routine right, then inshallah ta'ala, it will be very productive, it will have a lot of barakah. Like the whole concept of barakah, what mm -hmm. does it mean? That Allah places in a little bit a lot. So that one hour, Allah makes it very valuable to you. Allah makes it a time that has a lot of barakah. So He places a lot of khair and goodness in that which is actually small. When you start off with hifz and then revision and then Surah Al-Baqarah, you even find that in the end of the day, you could do more revision. What does that mean? You may get to a stage, inshallah ta'ala, and maybe you can take note of this as well. At the end of the day, just before you go to sleep, if you incorporate also listening to the hifz you're going to do the next morning, when you approach it in the morning, inshallah ta'ala, it will be very, very smooth because Subconsciously, you've already listened to this page. You, you know what's going on. You know the ayat. You're a bit familiar with it. So that 15 minutes the next morning, Allah will make it very blessed for you, inshallah ta'ala. So that's the timetable that I advise. Inshallah, barakallah, Sheikh. Wa barakallah. Jazakallah khairan for your call. And inshallah ta'ala, we'll speak with you soon. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. Okay, we have our next caller, our brother Hafid Zakaria calling us. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah, Zakaria. Wa alaikum salam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Barakallah fikum. Hayakallah Zakaria from London, right? Sah, sah, sah. We're in London, yeah. Barakallah Zakaria. Zakaria, when did you memorize the Quran? 
It's interesting. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I would say um, maybe early, late teens, late teens. It would have been just as I turned 19 around that time, yes, Allah, which seems so far away now, Allah. <laughs> Yeah, it only seems far away to you because you're saying late teens. We have no idea how old you are, so we don't know how far away it is. <laughs> uh, I'm 33 now, so. Yeah, okay, mashallah. It's been a while. Alhamdulillah. 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 It's a big ni'mah from Allah that you memorize quite young. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. How has it been ever since you memorized the Quran? So, yeah, I'm not going to paint a picture that it's always been a. Uh, in a, always been a positive light and all like if if we be if we're real like i think as soon as i entered the working world subhanallah yep. um, i don't think i was pl- i was ready for it if you want how, yeah. how i'm going to keep it and um even the circumstances for how i memorized was um like i did it on my own near the end the latter part of it if you want the latter mm-hmm. half i did it on my own no teacher um my circumstances at the time going through a bit of a fitna so just in my own in my own room doing that so <clears throat> when i went into work subhanallah you're around um the situation the situa- situation i was was i'm no longer around people with brothers who are going to keep your iman high and yeah so revision started to slack um although alhamdulillah the connection of having brothers around you kept it going like you're not as strong as i would like and it wasn't until i found you know my uh current teacher that alhamdulillah you know uh, that alhamdulillah that you know i got a stable revision going back on again and yeah. recovered everything you know and it, it just taught me a lesson subhanallah you can get lost in this working world and absolutely your, your iman and your quran is it starts to go down subhanallah Absolutely, absolutely. MashaAllah. But what was it that made you memorize the Quran itself? So I, 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 you did say that there was a huge chunk where you did it by yourself pretty much. But what was it that made you memorize the Quran, if anything? What pushed you to do it? Yes. So at the beginning when I was young, uh, may Allah reward them, my parents, uh, my mom especially, subhanAllah, um, took me to madrasa. She even went to, I think we did four different madrasas uh, uh, that we went to. And um, eventually we found the one that she was happy with. And even, you know, my teacher, isn't it, uh, Sir Abdul Shakur, uh, Muhammad Ali, like amazing teacher as well. Uh, he he was studying he was studying medicine at the time, subhanAllah. Yeah? And then me and my friend, we would sometimes not prepare our lesson. <laughs> and yeah. then uh, he, would, uh, he would keep us back. And then my mom and my friend's mom would just wait. Like even the couple of hours it would take for us to finish our lesson. That started the the wanting to do it because mm-hmm. the, seeing that it made my mom happy and because you're young at the time in terms of intentions who you're trying to make happy you're trying to make your parents happy absolutely the foundations for it and then yeah. after that alhamdulillah later on as i started to understand like, like the barakah that was coming with it even sometimes yeah. again when you're a teenager maybe yeah. not fully appreciating the intentions but you see around you that actually you're getting this level of almost like respect maybe from even people around you. And you're thinking, what for? What did I do? But actually people are telling you, salah, and people are telling you, think, subhanAllah, like, subhanallah. I don't deserve this, but people are telling you, do this, do that, do the khutbah. Mm-hmm. All it, and you think, like, even, wallah, it kept me away from some of the other, maybe fitting that the friends around me were falling into because of that. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So that was the, the spark, if you want, at the beginning. 
the spark. So the parents and them pushing you to do it. And then after that, seeing some of the fruits of the Quran. MashaAllah, I'd like to add maybe a few things as well uh, to this. It is that when you're learning the Quran in the beginning, a lot of us remember we're doing this for the first time. And the only thing we go with is what other people tell us, but we haven't really had personal experiences yet. So when a person sees actual real elevation that Allah is giving them, you're being put forward for the salah to become the imam of the Muslims. People are just respecting you. That's a half of the Quran that just walked into the room. Like the whole Quran is in their heart. Do you know what that means? Like this is not something which is normal. So we now as people who are memorizing the Quran, we're finding it difficult to absorb all of this. And we think that we're not, we're not worthy and so on and so forth. But then when we understand that it's something real that Allah blesses you with in the dunya, a person then looks forward to what Allah has in store for him in the akhirah. So it's a beautiful thing. And I think you get to a point, you're probably going to be elaborate on that in a moment. Where did you experience at which moment? So that was a spark part. But where was the moment where you elaborated, where you experienced, if you can elaborate, that there's no turning back. Like you get to a stage where you can't quit. Doesn't matter if you're busy. Doesn't matter if you're married. If you're having children. Doesn't matter if there's no time. You still have to do it. Everybody has that time in their journey where they say, now it's it. There's no turning back. And if I'm not, I'm going to try to take too much time, but it, it just to um, go back a little bit, just so that it, it, it reaches. Makes that sense. Point. Yeah. Um, I would, I would go through phases where, and I think this is maybe I've, like I've been advised this is like kind of what's worse that someone goes through, where you'd reach maybe eight, and then you say to yourself, ah, I'm starting gaps in my memory. I need to go back and revise. So I'll go back and revise. I'll start again. And then maybe I reach 10 and I'll start again and then 12. So then, um, the time when I was doing it alone, I, I don't really want to elaborate too much, but I went through like a, a, a massive fitness in my life. And it, it turned out that I was spending many days alone in my room. Yeah. So then, uh, and I, I couldn't go here and there. And I was just in my room, in my room, in my room all the time. And subhanAllah, um, I was just finding, I was having more time because you're not doing anything else. There's no other distractions. I was finding time to memorize, memorize, memorize. And I think once I reached, what sort of was it? <laughs> Maybe, maybe it was like halfway, maybe just after halfway, maybe sort of Isra, and I was going from Nas, if you remember it. So I was going from the back. Once yeah. I reached out, I said, this, I'm, I'm, I'm 50%. I was doing the percentages. I'm like, Khalas, I'm, yeah. I should be, let's go, let's go for it. There's nothing else going on in my life. Let's, let's go for it. And maybe that was the, the driving as well. When you could see the finish line or you could vision yourself, you can envision, you start to calculate, okay, if I do it like this, by this time I should finish, you know? You're looking at the Mus'haf and now it's tangible. Now you can see like yeah. what you've memorized and what you have left the pages are less on the other side. You're like, ah. come on, I can't quit now. There's no yeah. way of quitting. Exactly. It's almost like going over the hill and now you're like, okay, the skill of memorization, you've kind of already got it. You mastered it, yeah. Effort, yeah, it's the effort. Like I'm not saying yeah. master, but like, you know, you, you know what you're doing when it comes to memorizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, to read and whatnot, you need your teacher to be perfecting it, but in terms of sitting alone and memorizing, you've you've kind of practiced enough now to know how to memorize. So now yeah. it's just finish it off. And alhamdulillah, the, the lack of distractions and um, the kind of, sometimes when Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts you through a fitna, it makes you closer um, to him. And, and absolutely. So that level of iman as well, I think was very important. Maybe at the time, I felt like I was much closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala due to that fitna. So then, like you you want to be with the Quran as well. So there's a level of that as well, you know? It's not just yeah. about the the achievement in terms of the superficial achievement, but actually you would you you just wanted to be with the Quran. So that made it easier as well. 
One advice I'd add onto what you're saying uh, for all of the brothers and sisters who are listening to us and tuning in or may, maybe see this later on as well is that we advise all of the time for a person to have the Quran as their bedside companion. So in their room. So we heard our brother Zakaria, he was going through different things in his life. There was a time where he was spending a lot of time with himself only. Uh, privately in his room and he just turned to the Quran so a lot of us as well we have long days we're busy with work etc we come back and we just want to rest and naturally a person will feel like that because they've had a very exhausting and tiring day but you know when you have the mushaf available next to your bed then most Muslims like he just said now their iman will not allow them to just ignore the book Except that they're going to read something from it, even if it's one ayah, but one ayah is better than zero ayat. But when it's not even there, it's not accessible, it's not in reach, then a person will just go with how they're feeling and they just go sleep. So an advice that we always give as well, and we've taken very practically from the journey of Zakaria, is that a person should have the Quran as their bedside companion. Even if you haven't memorized the Quran, by the way, or even if you have memorized the Quran, even for Hufad, this is important because maybe there's gaps in your revision. So you need to rely on the Mus'haf. A lot of the Hufad, they memorize, but maybe the Hifad isn't strong. They can't read completely from memory. Have the Mus'haf beside your bed all the time. That way is very much in reach, easy for you to pick up anytime it's there. Even if you wake up in the middle of the night, maybe you want to read some Quran, it's always there. Now, all of this is going to be you facilitating for yourself ease in your journey. Another thing that I took from what Zakaria said is, and I genuinely did take this, is the ayah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Yunus alayhi salam, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhal nasu qad ja'atkum maw'idatum min rabbikum wa shifa'un lima fi sudur wa hudan wa rahmatun lil mu'mineen. So he was saying, not just the fact that I'm memorizing the Quran, but he said, I feel close to it. I feel like the Quran helped me get out of those challenges that I was in. We heard him say that. And Allah says that, oh man, we have revealed this Qur'an, it is a heart-hitting reminder, it is a mawidah, and it is that which cures what lies in the chest, meaning the hearts, and it's a guidance, so it guides a person out of his problems, it guides a person who's lost, it guides a person who's struggling, back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and it's a source of mercy for the believers, and I gather that from what he said, so this is very important as well, during times of desperation, times of difficulty, times of triumph, high times, low times, whatever you're going through, go to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It will only empower you. Jazakallahu khairan ya Zakaria. Barakallahu fikum for your participation. Shukran. Jazakallahu khairan. Wa iyaakum. Wa alaykum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallahu khairan to Zakaria for calling in. Alhamdulillah, very inspirational story. He memorized the Quran at the age of 19. He's now 33, lives in London, has a lot to say, mashallah. He went through some difficult times in his life, but he said the Quran was my companion. The Quran was always there for me. And imagine brothers and sisters, he's not just saying that. This is a re- result that he's received, that he's going through difficulty in his life. He went to the Quran. He didn't just say that for the sake of it. He says, it's a half of the Quran now. He's a half of the Quran. Before you know it, you're also likewise going to age. And before you know it, likewise, you're going to come out of your problems. Make the Quran the answer to all of your problems, inshallah ta'ala. May Allah preserve him and may Allah preserve all of you. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us all to maximize our relationship with the Quran. And we're going to end this episode there. Barakallahu feekum. Assalamu alaikum. Rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.